Hi there, I'm Roger Warner, director at Lewis Football Club, and uh, I'm joined by Xavi Bowe, who is a sports marketing consultant in women's football. Hi Xavi, how are you doing? Hello Roger, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me at the, on the, this podcast. No problem. It's a pleasure to talk to you. We have a mutual friend, Lucy Mills at, at Barcelona, right? Sure. Yeah. Lucy is a great friend and also a, a big advocate for equality and also pushing women's football from different areas. And uh, yeah, I think that very valuable person on and off the field. <laughs> It was great. Well, I talked to her a few weeks ago on a podcast. He knows our general manager, Maggie Murphy, and uh, who I should introduce you to. And, and yeah, Lucy's awesome. It's a great chat. Amazing what they're doing with Barcelona and the foundation. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. So you're, you're based, in, based in Barcelona? Yes, I'm, I'm based in Barcelona. I, I was born maybe an hour away from Barcelona in Tarragona. And right. at the age of 10, 11, we came here to, to live to, in Barcelona. Nice place to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So, so you know Lucy through things like the World Cup and recently. What what kind of things are you doing right now for for, for players? So we, you were telling me this is to do with mainly like sponsorship, like personal branding, and the commercial side of how they develop. Yeah. What kind of things are you doing? Yes, Roger. Uh, during this pandemic, I've been focusing a lot on sponsorship and women's football. I've been involved in creating projects and, and also trying to, to connect brands with, with players here in Spain. I cannot mention brands or, or names of the players. They are top, top names, but we are still uh, working on it. So hopefully we can announce uh, news very, very soon. But I'm, I've been very involved with that. Actually, in the beginning, I was a bit disappointed because, because I had to be working in Bilbao for the UEFA Men's Euro. And as we all know, football and sports went on the side because of the pandemic, which, I mean, health, health is, it comes always first. But next year, we will, be, we, we will have the opportunity to, to enjoy the UEFA Men's Euro. So I've been involved with uh, sponsorship. Also, I work with the player, Portland Thorns player, Rocky Rodriguez. She's the all, she's the all-time goal scorer for Costa Rica. She's a legend there, and we have been working on uh, well, since we have been working together. I think that two years now, and doing a lot of work on per, on personal branding, communications, and now we are also starting to to push harder on on sponsorship. So uh, yeah, this is what I've been doing so far. Yeah, cool. It sounds great. Maybe we'll get to the um, sponsorship stuff later. And particularly in relation to what's going on at the moment, because it's a really interesting time for women's football. Mm. I'm fascinated by what you're doing with Rocky on like personal branding and what that means in women's sport right now, because it's such a huge thing for, we know in say in men's football, let's say we have Ronaldo with like a billion followers on Instagram and the, the, the levels of sponsorship revenue that he generates exceeds his wage through all this stuff that he does. Like, I, this is really important for, for women athletes right now, right? To, to have more impact on things like social media. Absolutely, Roger. If you think about it, we see the world through stories. When we buy a product, when we buy a smartphone, when we go to a restaurant, 
we tell our, our, our a story about what we are buying, and and it's the same with sports and with football. We 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 tell stories about the players we see, about the clubs we support. So it's very important that we as brand marketers or brand creators we work to to develop and to build a a powerful story that can connect with fans, with brands, and media. For instance, Portland Thorns is a great benchmark in women's football because they average more than 20,000 20, spectators per game. Whereas in the world, I think that the global average, it's not more than one or 2,000 spectators per game. So yeah. and it comes down to, to, to branding and to, create, to creating a story. And actually, Roger, when we started um, telling the story of Rocky, and spreading that story through social media, we, we I usually share a, a graph of the engagement, and I mean it rocketed the the engagement because of of telling her her story about a girl in Costa Rica that had three big dreams of becoming a pro player, of uh, representing the national team, and getting a scholarship to to study and play in the U.S. And she has literally done so well with the three goals because she yeah. she became pro at the age of 21. She is the all-time goal scorer for Costa Rica and she got a, a scholarship to, to play in, at, in Penn State. So, so the work we've been doing regarding personal branding, I think has been very effective because we have managed to increase the average like, the, the average likes on, on Instagram by 100% and the, the average of comment, comments by 150%. And it is because of telling stories. So I think it's very important because in women's football, many times we try to focus maybe most of the times on the same messages and companies and brands, they don't always want to, to be in women's football because of, of their women playing. Maybe they want to focus on, on the, the bravery that they show. So I think it's important to create unique stories for each, each brand. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, do, do you see some types of stories working better for, for women? I, I, the example you give is, is awesome, right? This is very aspirational, like a role model, a heroic journey, mm -hmm. right? And if we look at some of the uh, stuff that we see on Instagram with like popular male players, I say it's, it's, it's different, right? It's more image and, you know, jokey stuff and so on. Is there a certain type of story which resonates? Is that like, is the is the hero, the role model, the the thing which people really want to know about with women? I think yes. I think there are different brand archetypes. Yeah, you have the hero, you have maybe the magician, you have uh, roles that you can you can use when building a brand, and obviously it has to be uh, authentic. Authentic. I would say that women's football is leveraging and brands in women's football they are leveraging the closeness and this humanity and close approach that they have uh, within the family of, of women's football. If we think about it, in the end, it comes to, it comes down to, to culture. And culture is people like us do things like this, like Seth Godin says. And, and in the end, it's about building a common and common shared culture. If we think about the case of Glasgow City FC, they have, they have won the last 13 championships in a row despite having uh, a very small budget in comparison to big clubs such as uh, uh, Glasgow or Celtic, Glasgow Celtic. And, and, and it's because the culture they have, they have built there, the culture of purpose of creating something valuable for, for the young 
girls and, and women there in Scotland and the area of uh, Glasgow. So I think it's, it comes down to the culture, to being, to being close to, to, to people and to being someone that could be a friend of them, not being on a higher position, but being someone of, of similar to, to, to the people of, of the city. This is what Portland Forms do. They, they reflect the, the spirit of the city through the club. Yeah, right. Of course. And in terms of branding for, you know, for those players, then, yeah, there's just so much more material to work with, right? Just naturally, because they're having an impact with real people and real lives off the pitch, right? Is as, as important as uh, on the pitch. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we are, we, I think that we are more and more interested about what goes beyond the, the image of the football player. I mean, we want to know who is the person behind the, the football player. For instance, we, with Rocky, we developed uh, a new content territory, a new piece of content called the seat of the day, where she reflects about ideas of personal growth, of uh, growth, growth in terms of different areas. It could be professional, it could be the sports area, it could be nutrition, it could be health. And we, we work on the brand positioning of uh, the personal coach in women's football. So we try to provide this live and, and sports lessons to, to her audience. So I think that it's very important to show who is behind the, the football player because in the end, Roger, I think that we are here to entertain. Uh, right, I think that, right. that, that maybe it's not the sports industry, it's the, we are in the industry of entertainment. And, and if, we are, if we are conscious of that, I think that we will start doing more about content, about stories. And I, I was interviewing for my blog uh, a couple of weeks ago, the head of women's sports at Bain Sports. And she was telling about the podcast that uh, they did with Nadia Nadine, for instance, that it's such an inspirational role, role model. And, and she was uh, mentioning uh, about the, the need of, of showing uh, the, whole, the whole picture of the player because in the end, it was is, that's what makes them uh, human and what makes them close to, to people. Right, uh, absolutely, yeah. And we find, I mean, particularly at this moment in time, you know, we've, we've been through two months, two months of lockdown. Football also serves a bigger purpose. It has more meaning and help, right? And so the local community and the way in which we interact, help and, and, and bring together, I think is times like this makes that really um, clear. And uh, yeah, like our players, on, both men and women have been you know, amazing in this time. There's, there's lots of stuff that we've been doing to that help with say food banks and talking to people, offering help for collection of shopping and, you know, all mm. of this stuff. Uh, our players are very supportive of our movement. But if I think about how that plays out in terms of, I don't know, Instagram or whatever, it's like, we don't really, we're not really thinking about marketing anymore, right? We're just thinking about this is the, this is the story of the stuff that I do. Right? <laughs> and this is how we help people. It's like, we're just documenting things, right? We're not really exactly. thinking about the message or, or is is that how you see it developing with people like rocky is it you know sure it seems, it seems like it's just like okay uh, this is what this is how i feel this is what goes on in my life this is what i think you know and and she's in a good position she has a platform like we see see with raheem sterling and marcus rashford you know they can stand up and they they they, they have that's powerful right it's not marketing right? mm. Exactly, exactly. I, I believe that, that it's about, it is about building meaningful conversations. It's about playing a, a meaningful and significant role in people's lives. So it's important to, to identify 
which territories uh, matter to people. I mean, what, what do people care about today? And I believe uh, there are certain topics such as human rights, the planet, equality. So I think that that the responsibility of uh, brands, regardless of it's uh, a company of, uh, such as Nike or, or, or an athlete such as Rocky, I think it's important to, to, to support fans by caring about what they care in a consistent and authentic way, of course. But if you think about it, for instance, Nike, they, they launched this new shoe that was dedicated and exclusively designed for people working in hospitals and in the health sector. And, and it was about supporting the day-to-day and they, they care about the pandemic and about caring about people. So I think that it's not about marketing products anymore. And it, it is about telling stories that can resonate and that can, be, and that can play a significant, significant uh, role in conversations with, with people. So I, I've been also following the, the work and the support you've been doing at Lewis FC. And it, it's been, I think it's been great. And marketing, I mean, I think if you want to build a, a profitable business, first you have to build a, a brand. Build a brand that can, that can support what people care about. That's the, I think, the most profitable and also engaging way of, of connecting with, with an audience. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've got plenty that we can do, but yeah, we, we, we stand for something, right? Many different things. We've also had like really great news in the last week or so for the other campaigns that we're doing with Gambling With Lives is a charity that we work with, anti-gambling. And we're beginning to see that have traction in the through government and the lobbying that that group's doing. So it's nice where we can do things which are meaningful. I think the players buy into that as well. Some you know, it's part of why they're here. They believe and support. So, yeah. Yeah. How are you seeing on the sponsorship side of things? You mentioned that you've been working with that's with players, right? Through 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 lockdown. Yes. Um, What's that like? I mean, that must have changed a lot, or has it? (laughs) Is there still the appetite (laughs) for for sponsorship for brands to spend money right now when the players aren't playing? That's that's a very interesting question because that I mean, with that kind of question is like we wonder where the value is. Is, is the value on the live content? Is the value on the everyday life of athletes or sports? And in my case, in, during this pandemic, I've been uh, working on these uh, sponsorships that are related to, to players, of creating a team of players that can help a brand to, to get value from women's football and through connecting uh, with their audience. I think that right now, what women's football and, and players can offer brands is to be, is, is to, to promote and to communicate uh, a certain set of values, such as being a human brand, being a, a brand that cares about what people care about, and also being a brand that is that is also brave. I think that women's football is a, has to do a lot of with bravery, with purpose, with humanity, and I think that this set of values is what allow our brands to, to position themselves in the market by being a brand that people can be proud of. And I think that it's also important to identify which kind of assets can women, women's football provide to, to brands. When building on a sponsorship, there are certain phases that you, that you have to bear in mind. The first one is uh, visibility. You have to, to let people know that your brand exists within a market, that it could be women's football. Then, you, then it, uh, it comes engagement. Once people know that you exist, they have to engage and to trust your brand. To finally give it give it a try, and that means buying a product, buying a, a service, or following 
following a movement. So I think that right now, women's football, I think that the main value is on the story, is on, is on the engagement. Because, mm-hmm. and especially after the, the last FIFA Women's World Cup, many people are aware of, of the, the growth of, of the women's game. I think that now it's time to, to engage, to connect. And even though we have had examples of profitable results in, in women's football, such as Nike, they improved sales by 7% after the, the last FIFA Women's World Cup. But it, if we see the reality of women's football right now, for instance, the, the, the Barclays FA Women's Super League, uh, I read that the, the clubs, clubs lose around £500,000 to £1 million per season. And also, also Primera Iberdrola in Spain, it, it has several loss of several million euros per year. So I think that we are at the time of investing on a long-term future that will, that will provide for sure profitable return to, to anyone that, that has invested right now. But I think that now it's time for the return of, of, of engagement. But if we are sharp enough to, to create ways of uh, providing profitable returns for brand right now, I think that that would be also awesome for brands because they are also struggling. So it's important to, to build a 360 a sponsorship proposal to, to deliver visibility, to deliver engagement, and also sales if it's possible. Yeah. So presumably within that, like just channels like, so Instagram is in, important, right? Twitter, you know, social media is, uh, is, is the asset or one of the main assets mm. when you're considering you know, what makes... Yes. For a good sponsorship package and, and return. Yes, social media, social media is, uh, is essential because, and especially during the pandemic, uh, we connect digitally and we are all day on our smartphones. So that's the way of, of connecting with, with, well, we are, if we are aiming to, to connect with the global audience. There are certain market niches that maybe they can use other platforms, but I think that digital is no longer digital. Digital is part of our everyday lives, and I think that it makes it doesn't make uh, sense anymore to differentiate between digital and offline because it's everything so connected that in the end is is providing valuable content and being there regardless of the the platform. And mm-hmm. and social media is playing a very important very important role in in terms of connecting content and and also because we we not only try to get informed through social media, but also to get entertained. So, so it's fighting, Roger, for if we have 24 hours, brand have to, to compete with each other to, to take any, any piece of the cake during uh, those 24 hours. Yeah, got it, got it. And, and what, what type of advice would you give to players now in, in this respect? Like, so yeah, you know, Lewis Football Club, we have a lot of young players. We've got a very talented squad. <clears throat> men and women's, right? What type of things would you be saying to like a young player who's just coming through? Maybe it's their second season, first, second season in the first team. What would you be encouraging them to do? Because they've got a lot of things on their mind, right? They've got, they've got the game. They've got, you know, our guys, some of them have um, work as well, right? So this would be a second job. What sort of balance should they bring? And, and what are the best things for them to focus their time and attention on to, to, to make themselves more valuable? Mm. That's a very interesting question because where does this branding work start? Well, the, the way I, I usually work, Roger, is uh, that we, 
I follow a three-step uh, process. And the first one is developing all the branding assets. That's it. That is uh, the brand, the brand story, the brand positioning, the values, personality, and, and that means first of all digging deep in, in oneself to to create and, and to develop the, the story of of a, of a player or, or of a club. I mean, first we have to know who we are to connect with other people so they feel proud of connecting with us. Many times we, we directly focus on the last part, which is trying to attract sponsors or trying to, to get followers. But that, that comes, I would say that in, in the last part of the process, the first part is about building, building the brand, uh, developing the story. How do you want to be perceived in uh, your audience uh, mind and, and hearts as well, uh, rationally and, and emotionally? So the first, the first task that I, that I would encourage them to do is to, to build their, their brand in terms of who, who am I, which is my story, and what, what do I stand for? And, hmm. and, and after that, I would, I would try to, to spread that through social media and through different channels to, to, connect, to connect with the people that believe the same that we believe in. I mean, it's very important to, to start with, with why, with our purpose. And we have to develop that purpose to, to afterwards connect with people that believe the same that, that we believe. And lastly, that would come, it would come to, down to, to sponsorship, to trying to get media attention. But first, we have to, to develop our, our core values, our story, to then build attention. And lastly, trust, trust from fans through brands and from, and, and from media that, that that could be translated into followers, into revenues or into appearances in, 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 in media, for instance. So, so to be very practical, I would say first, build your brand story, then define the content territories that you want to be uh, related to in social media, communicate that story and, and those territories through your Instagram or Twitter accounts, for instance. And lastly, when you have built awareness and trust, approach brands and potential sponsors for instance to to try to leverage that brand and i then uh, sorry that awareness and, and trust that you have built with your audience yeah cool that's great good advice i i hope we can continue more i'm sure there's help which our guys can use and and us too yeah this is awesome thanks so much what, what are you looking forward to now what's next up like everything's starting again yeah yeah you got mm. new things to look forward to now it's a, a very challenging time and and I'd like to to redefine risk right now I think that that many times we identify risk by uh, trying to do things that might that might not work or couldn't work but I think that that risk now is to to maybe doing or, or working on the projects that you don't feel identified with and and my situation right now is a, it's continuing with the projects that I'm working on with for instance with uh, Raquel Rodriguez and also focusing on the next uh, UFMN Zero that will be 2021, but it requires some work in, in advance as well. But my aim now is to, to continue maybe with a, a more clear focus on the sponsorship and revenue side in, in sponsorship in, in Spain, uh, trying to, right. to develop and to build more projects about sponsorship in, in Spain, in Spanish uh, women's football, and trying to get more, more brands on on the boat, we have Iberdrola, we have Stanley, many big brands that have invested in, in women's football. But I think that players, they have a huge potential for improvement. And especially if we create uh, teams of players, for instance, Visa, they created the, the Visa team with mm -hmm. players such as uh, Pernil Harder, 
Alexia Puteyas, uh, Jennifer Marzan, for instance, and I think that in Spain, uh, locally, we have we, we have the opportunity to do uh, very similar things that can provide a lot of value for women's football. Mm. That's awesome. I love the idea of teams, super teams. <laughs> um, it feels like also, in particularly in the women's game, there's an opportunity to do things differently, right? Nobody says they have to play by the rules that the guys have been doing in this uh, for the first, for the last... Um, you know, five or ten years or so. so. I guess that's exciting for you too. Absolutely. There are three big opportunities in terms of uh, brand positioning for players or for clubs or for brands. I mean, the three more powerful brand positioning statements that you can tell others are, I am the first, I am, I am the only one, or I am the best. And women's football uh, provides the opportunity to many stakeholders to be the first in doing many things. To be the first, for instance, let's say, big uh, beer company in Spain that invests uh, invest, uh, a lot in, and commits to, to grow the future of the women's game. That is a very valuable spot. There is, it's open right now for, for brands. So being, being the first is a very, I would say, very valuable, valuable opportunity that women's football offers in many, in many ways. And in the area of marketing, we have a... a a white piece of there is a blank page in on, on every I would say side of, of marketing in terms of activating sponsors being digital or, or on, on events for instance and but it comes down again to, to revenue having the, the the resources to to activate that and, and right now clubs are more focused on their sur- survival because of the pandemic then it's totally understandable so I think that creativity plays a very important role right now being able to to develop and to activate, to put in place, like, to put in place activations that are very creative that can uh, boost engagement and can boost awareness, so brands can find and and and, and have a, a very valuable return of the investment. That's great, Javi. Hey, I've loved uh, loved chatting to you. We'll continue the conversation. But yeah, thanks so much for joining us. No, brilliant, brilliant, uh, Roger. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I'm very proud of being uh, connected to the community of uh, Leo's FC. I think it's a, a very committed and also brave model. So this is why I, I decided, to, decided to join as well and to be part of this uh, great family. Yeah, well, man, we appreciate your support. So you're one of us now. <laughs> yeah.